Hi guys, welcome to Farmer Fridays, where I get to interview agriculturists, ag organizations, and ag businesses across the state of West Virginia. My name is Elizabeth Lynch, your Miss Jefferson County 2022. Today I have the absolute pleasure of interviewing Tyler Rice from Pike Mountain Farms. How are you this morning? Good, doing well. How about yourself? Doing great. So again, thank you so much for agreeing to do this interview with me. I know this is your busy season, so I really do appreciate you taking the time to talk to me this morning. Thank you. All right. So I like to do a little bit of background, a little bit of research before I go ahead and ask anybody about interviewing with me. And there was a post on your Facebook page that I absolutely fell in love with. And it said, we often ask, do you know where your food comes from? But let me take a moment to ask, do you know your farmer? And on that same train of thought, let me get to know our farmer here. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your agricultural background. Right, Um, so yeah, my name's Tyler Rice. We're in uh, Preston County, West Virginia. I grew up just across the county line in Monmouth County, but half of my family lives up here in Preston County, so. Um, as far as agriculture background, my grandparents had a dairy farm when I was a kid. Um, we didn't, I didn't spend a lot of time there, uh, working per se. Um, we were there, you know, a lot, but, uh, um, later on they, uh, they got out of the dairy business in the early nineties when I was still pretty young and then just switched to, uh, like beef cattle and things, what they still do now. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that kind of piqued my interest in it for sure, just being around all the time and, uh, you know, tractors are cool and all that sort of stuff when you're a kid, especially they're still cool now, but, um, but anyway, uh, so that kind of did it, but it was no, um, thought of like, well, I'll just do this for a living at, that never crossed my mind at the time. Um, well, I'm sure it crossed my mind, but it just didn't seem like something that could be done, um, because they were kind of, you know, ever downsizing, parts of the farm were getting sold off to housing developments, things like that, um, being so close to Morgantown and all. But uh, so anyway, um, graduated, went to forestry school at WVU, um, was uh, still like on the outskirts of ag through that. Um, A lot of friends that were in ag stuff at at, uh, WVU. And um, so it just was always in the back of my mind. And then we uh, fast forward a little bit uh, when I when we, my wife and I, we got married and we're, uh, she was pregnant with our first son. We were kind of thinking, okay, well, we're not, you know, we got to think about what we're eating and that sort of stuff. It was kind of hitting home more. So I started reading all, all these books and things um, about food and uh, just all, you know, what, what, what uh, healthy food can do to our bodies or what not healthy food can do more importantly um so anyway we started thinking about homesteading um so we started building a chicken coop and kind of taking it step by step that way um and i just went down this huge rabbit hole of youtube world and podcasts and when i was driving to work i was working in oil and gas at the time uh it was just constant like going to you know uh a uh like a graduate school of uh sustainable ag at the time and uh was just uh so we started to get more and more interested and we thought we ha- we started with uh we'll take one year and we won't buy any meat from the grocery store so we started finding farms that could you know provide us with meat and then i got to know that some of those farmers and we tried to do as much as we could with vegetables and things too but we were mainly focused on meat so <clears throat> fast forward that we really got 
really got interested in it and we're like, we can do this ourselves. So we started looking for a bigger piece of property and we found a piece that was close to family. It was really only about 10 minutes from where we lived at the time. And uh, it just sort of snowballed from there. Um, you know, 12 chickens turned into 1200 and lots of pigs and we're ever growing still. So in, uh, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, we can probably get into more of it as we go through the questions and stuff, but that's, that's really exciting. It's kind of cool to see that progression and hear that progression and how you got to where you are today. So tell me about Pike Mountain Farms now. Yeah, so Pike Mountain Farm now, we're uh, what we call a direct-to-consumer farm. So like probably 80% of our products are bought by the person who's going to eat it or, you know, feed it to their family, feed whatever our eggs or our meat is what we do. Um, so and we have a small amount that goes to a few restaurants in Morgantown and things like that. But uh, the majority of it is what's produced here. So we do eggs out on pasture, rotating them behind uh, our sheep that we keep in the summertime. We just, we don't breed sheep here, but we buy feeder lambs and graze them. And we're getting into doing um, feeder calves this year too. But we haven't got them on the farm yet. Um, and then we do chickens for meat and, uh, and eggs as well, like I just said. But uh, so we do the egg chickens or the meat chickens, move them every morning. Um, and we do the pigs. We rotate them through the woods and pasture uh, here at the farm too. And that's We have some rabbits too, but that they don't really count as a farming enterprise. They're not, they're not very good at rabbits. We don't have very many. So, so the last time yeah. we spoke, you also talked about some events that you host on your farm as well, like bluegrass music and things like that. Right. We um, So right now we're like in the middle of planning for the Preston County Farm Crawl. Um, and that's an event that we kind of uh, kicked off with some friends of ours up in Terre Alta, uh, Riffle Farms, they have a bison farm up there. And it's been, um, there's a, it's, I think we're going on our fourth year now. I, wow. I think this will be the fourth one. Um, and uh, it's just like uh, two days. The first one was one day, but we decided to make it two days now. So it's just a two day open house for the, any farm that's in the county that wants to participate and there's, you know, hundreds of farms in the county, but there's not, uh, there's, I think there's eight this year that are doing it. And it's farms that are mostly in our shoes that are wanting to sell to the public because they want people to come to buy stuff basically. Um, so, but we do that, uh, every year and it's just has tours and we have some kids activities and things and we'll have some, some bluegrass music. We, my wife and I met playing music. Uh, so we, that's near and dear to us um, still, even though we don't get to play as much with the farm and kids. So we kind of, you know, do it here where we can. Um, but yeah, we'll do that. And then in the fall, we usually do like a, just a music, uh, like a concert basically in the That's field, really we cool. call it uh, picking on the pike. So yeah, that'll be coming up this fall. And, yeah. I mean, you've got a beautiful facility to do that with too. So do you I'll share that on your Facebook page as well? Yeah, yeah. All the details for all that will be on Facebook as we nail them down. Excellent. All right. So I'll have my viewers make sure that they check on your page for those events. Now, you have gone through the whole stage of agriculture from all the way to the beginning, you know, starting out something small and then moving into a bigger uh, type of production side. Now, what do you think is the most challenging thing that you've come across? Oh, wow. Um, so one of the what I, so what I thought would be the challenging things haven't been the challenging things. I, what I thought would be the challenging things would be to, uh, you know, well, we can produce this stuff that that's, 
you know, became pretty clear, like, okay, if we have chickens and we feed them, they will grow and we can process them and have chicken. Um, and we thought, man, who, how are we going to find people to buy this stuff? Uh, and um, <clears throat> so that part actually has has been easier than we thought. I mean, it's not easy by any stretch, but it's, uh, you know, you got to put yourself in the right place at the right time and you got to be out and involved in the community. That's a big thing for us, uh, you know, just being part of it. But as far as uh, challenging, I mean, it's just the, everybody that's in farming knows this. It's the 24 seven of it. You know, it's somebody was like, where are you guys going on vacation? So you're like, oh, I don't know what a vacation, well, what that is, right. what do you mean a vacation? <laughs> um, so it's, um, you know, it's every day, you know, we got to collect the eggs every day. We got to move the chickens every day. We move the sheep every three days. We, you know, it's like every day. Right. That, it's that a, it's part a, of it is a, can be a grind. Yeah. It's a really noble profession and you guys put in a ton of hard work in order to feed your community. So along that line, what do you think is the best thing about working in agriculture? Well, uh, for me personally, it's that thing of when somebody buys something from us at like a farmer's market or here at the farm and they come back and they're like, that's the best, you know, whatever I've ever had. That's the best chicken I've ever ate. Or that's the best, you know, pork chop I've ever had. And they come back and they want another one. Like, so that, you know, it's. That's going to make you feel like, good. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're doing something right here. Not only are we treating the animals right, are we raising it in a way that we feel, you know, is making it as healthy as possible. Mm -hmm. And then also tastes good. Like that's, I mean, it's a win-win-win. So that part is great. That's so exciting. I love that. Now we are slowly moving out of a pandemic situation. Has COVID nineteen affected you and your farm or your business at all? Yeah, oh yeah, huge uh, effect on us. So, in it, in our case, is really um, has been a mostly positive effect for us. Um, okay. Now it's we're seeing some of the negative effects are hitting. Um, but at the time we were really small, I was working full time off the farm and during the pandemic, the demand for our products went, went up. I don't even know what percentage, but it, it went way up. So it was the perfect time for me to leave that full time work and we could ramp the farm up. So that part of it, you know, worked out really well for us. Mm -hmm. It was just perfect timing. Um, we were ready for it. Uh, we were probably going to wait two more years at that point, but it was like, we got to do it now. If we're going to do it, we'll figure it out. Um, so it was that, but now there's the struggles of, you know, things are harder to get feed prices keep going up. And I don't know if that's, you know, we can all debate whether that's related to the pandemic or what, but you know, that's what we're dealing with now is mm -hmm. the prices like everyone fuel and everything. So. And a lot of different farmers markets that I've talked to and um, small farmers have had this trend where COVID hit and people were, you know, demanding those farm fresh products. And, you know, there was that, that increase in demand there. So how can we keep that trend going? How can our community help farms and farmers like yours moving forward? I think a lot of it in, uh, is just knowing that we're still there. Um, you know, we're, we're still producing this food and we did, we, uh, you know, we sold more whole pigs that year than we ever had. Um, people bought a whole pig or half pig and we've seen that go down since then. And I really think a lot of people still have, you know, half of that whole pig in their freezer. And you're just like, I can't do that again. <laughs> um, that's what I imagine anyway. Um, but it's, um, you know, knowing that 
there's very little that can't be produced locally. I mean, we can't, you know, a lot of fruit and things like that. We can't, but, mm -hmm. uh, but it, you know, we're there and we're still right. producing it. And, uh, you know, even though there's stuff in the grocery stores, most of the time now, you know, we're, we still have it too. And our, you know, our, as the grocery store prices go up, ours are going to go up too. It just has to, or else we won't, won't be here. And one of the points that I always like to try to make is that you might be paying a little bit more at a farmer's market or on a local farm, but that, that most of that money is going directly back to the family that helped produce it. Whereas when you go to a grocery store, you know, that money doesn't always touch the farmer as fast as it should or as much as it should. So okay. that's something else that I'd like, you know, my viewers to kind of keep in mind when they are out shopping local, that it goes right back to the farmer. And that's a huge part of things. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, people, uh, I mean, we're able, that's why we're direct marketing. We couldn't do it on our scale if we were, you know, taking things to the sale and, you know, not being able to set our own prices. That's the big, the big thing for us. If our feed goes up, we just raise our prices. That's right. We just have to do it. Um, and we've, uh, you know, we've always been okay with that. And, um, uh, we just, you know, that's part of it. So, um, yeah, that's, yeah. So what is, what's one thing that you think you would like your community, community to know about West Virginia agriculture? Well, kind of like I just said, I mean, it's, it's amazing what, what we can produce here. Uh, you know, there's, you can nearly have your whole diet, uh, come locally. I mean, we go to the, the farmer's market in Morgantown every week and it's a really strict producer only market that everybody who's there has grown what they're bringing and has grown it within 50 miles of Morgantown. And it's unbelievable what is there. Um, you know, I mean, any vegetable you could imagine is there, uh, you know, and all the meats there, it, it's just, you know, we, right. it, it can be done. Just encouraging people to come out to and shop locally as much as possible because it is there, you know, that product that they want is definitely out there for them to find. Yeah. Now, something that I love about your business is that you really put a huge emphasis on the family aspect of family farming. And I, I love that. What is something that you hope that your children take away from growing up on this farm? The biggest thing is, so it's kind of, uh, um, we, when we first started uh, the farm, um, we, we had just, you know, 12 chickens and um, our, uh, some family came up from a few hours away and she was like why do they have all these pet chickens the little girl was asking she was about eight or so at the time and um my uh her mom was like well they you know these chickens give them eggs and they don't have to go to the grocery store and get the eggs and she was just like wait what like are you kidding me they don't buy eggs at the store and it's like no you don't have to go to the store and buy these things um so a big part of it is that, I mean, there's a quote, I see it go around all the time. It's like, a, I think it's a Willie Nelson quote of all people. I mean, he's obviously involved in farming, but uh, it's that, you know, take your kids to a farm so they don't think food comes from a box. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, when my kids are at the farmer's market and they can, you know, they know all the cuts of meat and things because they see them here, but then even like vegetables, even if they don't like them, they know what they are. They know if they grow grown on a farm, that they don't just, you know, come out of a bag at the grocery store. So that, that's a big part of it. And then just, you know, like the reaping and sowing things or the sowing reaping. So they can, you know, see that if we work hard and we provide something that people need, then they will pay us for it. And we can have, you know, 
do it. So we will encourage the boys when they have the opportunity to, to, you know, make little things. Uh, they'll take, you know, like hickory nuts and drill little holes in them and make earrings and different things and take those when we have markets if they can and sell those things to encourage them to kind of, you know, spur on their entrepreneurial spirit, things they might not be learning otherwise that, you know, you can, if you make something that somebody wants, then they will buy that from you. So that kind of thing. That's amazing. That's such a really cool experience and unique experience for your kids to have. So that's really exciting. Congratulations on having such a successful business and raising an amazing family. So that's really great. Thank you. Now, you started from the ground up. What advice would you give to a first-generation farmer or somebody who might want to jump into the business like you did? It, go really slow. Um, uh, to go really slow and uh, there'll be chances to grow fast. Um, and we've done that a few times. Sorry, make sure my phone's on silent. Um, the, uh, to, it's that, I mean, it's, it, once you get going, it's hard to get started, but once you, um, you know, get started, uh, you can, they, you will want to grow faster and faster. Mm -hmm. And you can really, uh, we've never thankfully outgrown what we can sell but we've outgrown what we can handle pro like production wise. And we've been like, okay, we got to do less pigs. For instance, we're, we're doing more harm than good to our ground. Like we're turning it into a moonscape in places and we don't, that's the whole point is to you know, make everything better as we go along. So mm -hmm. those kind of things that, and that for us, it's been a, a key thing to remember. And we had that advice from some friends early on too. And it's been a big help. Good. So just take your time, dip your toes in a little bit, and then kind of move forward, slowly build. Yeah. Okay. And just do it. Like you have, you can plan, because I spent, you know, three years watching YouTube videos on this mm -hmm. or that. And it's like, I don't think we're ready to get pigs here. Like, I don't know. I've never even touched a pig before. Like, what do we do? And then it's finally, you're just like, okay, we just got to do it. If it doesn't mm -hmm. work, we'll, you know, we can sell them and we'll be like, we're done with this. But it, you just got to, you know can't Google experience as Joel Salatin says, so you gotta do it. <laughs> All right, well, that's really great advice. My final question for you actually takes from my favorite speech by E.M. Tiffany. I don't know if you were involved in FFA growing up, but the FFA creed has always meant a lot to me. And the first line is, I believe in the future of agriculture. So why do you believe in the future of agriculture? So the obvious answer for me for that is, that everybody has to eat, you know, what most people eat three times a day. Uh, so, you know, if, if there's no agriculture, there's no food, um, you know, I mean that we're moving towards lab meats and all that sort of thing, but we're not there yet, hopefully. So, and we'll, we'll stay around and make sure people have real meat for themselves anyway. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, and I think too, um, there's a lot of things going forward that we can start making things better. And uh, that's what I believe, you know, everybody's got to eat and we can do it in a way, provide food for people that is made, you know, treating the animals better, treating the land better and treating, you know, our bodies better too. Right. Well, excellent. So thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today and answering all my crazy questions. You know, I, again, I know you're really busy, but I appreciate everything that you're doing for West Virginia agriculture. All right. Yeah, thank you. It was my pleasure. All right, guys, that concludes my Farmer Friday interview for today. Check out the Pike 
Mountain Farm Facebook page. I'll have a link underneath of this video. Check them out. They've got some really great things going on. Thank you for watching and always remember to thank a farmer.